Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook, your host. Another great Saturday morning, you know, they're calling for some showers coming in possibly this afternoon, but you know what that means, it's a great time to garden. Uh, You know, this week has been up and down a little bit, a little bit of heavy rain, but boy, things are changing fast. Uh, Yesterday, what a beautiful day. Finally felt like spring. You know, wind kind of picked up late afternoon, but boy, most of the day, 65-ish, and just sunny and nice, and boy, that garden center was just filled with activity. Customers are really starting to garden and get out there and work in their yard. It is time, folks. Call to action. You know, if you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. A lot of damage going on with plants. We talked a lot about that last week, so I'm kind of not going to talk a lot about it this week. But if you have a question about your damaged plants, give me a call, 775-1310. You know, vegetable gardening has started full swing. Okay, now we've got our lettuce in, we've got uh, broccoli starts, we've got all kinds of things showing up at the garden center. This week, a lot of annuals, we're putting them on the benches. We've been shipping to Scarborough. We started shipping yesterday to Kennebunk. So, you know, things are really happening. We started selling tomatoes yesterday to those early folks that just have to have them. So tomatoes are ready. Peppers are borderline. They're getting close. Uh, but still early for some of this stuff, folks. So, you know, no frost in the forecast for the foreseeable future, but we want to always be cautious. May is one of those months that can turn around and kick us when we're looking, not looking here. So, you know, always sign up for our email newsletter or download our mobile app, Frost Alerts. You know, if we see frost in the forecast, we're going to send you a message and say, hey, protect those plants. But we're putting hanging baskets out. We're stocking the shelves with annuals. It's go time. And unfortunately, it feels like we've really missed the whole month of spring. Okay? The month of April, just wipe it clean. It's gone. It's May here, folks. And what does May bring? It brings all those beautiful flowers. Things are going to have to catch up very quickly. I'm seeing plants really exploding with growth this week. You know, just driving down the road on the way here to the radio show Definitely saw some uh, serious difference in in the trees starting to leaf out. Um, Just from that rain we had Wednesday-ish, you know, everything's just ready to pop. So a few days of warm weather coupled with a little bit of rain, I know I'm going to have to mow my lawn tonight, okay? And I haven't put any fertilizer down, okay? So I want to get my first mowing done when the grass is not too heavy, just so I get ahead of it. So tonight I'm planning on trying, if the rain showers stay away, to try to do that. The other thing, I'm continuing on my vegetable garden, okay? So we've got some peas in and some early cold crops, but I'm going to turn over some more ground. I'm going to get some more area ready and, you know, start to think about adding some starts now. You know, um, I put in some seed material early, you know, peas, uh, lettuce, um, yeah, all those other things. It's Saturday morning. I've only had a cup and a half of coffee, and it's spring for a garden center guy. So I'm a little foggy this morning, but, you know, beets are another thing I put in, and radishes, and all those cold crops. So, you know, you're not too late, okay? We're on the right curve. If you haven't got your peas in and stuff, I know I was giving you a hard time the last couple of weeks. You got to do it. You got to do it. You still have time. It's okay. But now we feel like the weather's getting better. Maybe you can get out finally and work your soil, okay? 
like I said, people are starting to buy tomatoes. They're starting to kind of do some things. A little early for that stuff, okay? We don't really want to get too ahead of us. The soil temperatures aren't that warm yet. So use some caution. If you're going to buy tomatoes, maybe you buy the tomatoes and you pot them up into a bigger pot. You kind of put them out on the deck during the win- you know, the, the day and then bring them in at night, you know, and get them kind of bigger and growing or you just let us do it. You know, we're going to have great plants all the way through May. You know, let's face it, we've got the greenhouse, we've got the heat, we've got the water, we've got the fertilizer, all of that. But if you have to get started, you have to get started. So don't hesitate. There is risk, but there can also be great reward if you start early. So start early, start often at this point, okay? The other thing, all the annuals are rolling out. And I know you say, wow, it's early, you know, it's before. But Mother's Day's next weekend, okay? Now, Mother's Day and Memorial Day are early this year. Last year, they were later, okay? So, but what does that mean? It still means we're, we're ready to start. We always start to put annuals on the benches for all of you folks that want to get going early around May 1st. So we're a few days late even, kind of getting going here. Okay, we're shipping stuff, some more stuff to Kennebunk this morning. We shipped a bunch of loads to to Scarborough. We started setting up displays in Yarmouth yesterday. So the baskets are coming out, you know, all those pots. If you want to fill your containers on your deck, the nice part about containers is you can move them. If it looks like we're going to get cold, you just shuffle them inside for the night and then put them out the next day. Or if you're planting in the ground, you can cover them over with a bath towel um, or some sort of cover as long as, I like a bath towel. And the reason being is it's thick and you can place it right on top of the plant. Plastic, the frost will go right through if it's, t- if it's touching the plant. A blue tarp, the main state flag, you know, that will also, same thing, it will, the frost will go right through it if it's touching the plants. Okay, so what we need to do is create a situation where those types of products are not touching the plant. Always we can use Harvest Guard is another thing, and we've talked a lot about that on the show. You know, that cheesecloth-like product that we sell, it's a great way to save your plants. You know, it gives you about 10 degrees protection. But it's time to start planting, okay? And I can't say that enough. You know, day in and day out, customers are coming in, and they're asking, is it time to plant? Can I plant this? You know, folks, trees, shrubs, perennials, roses, ground covers, a lot of your annuals, are. it's time to start planting all of them. Now, I always heed that warning and caution because Mother Nature here in Maine is just one of those things. We never know. Wait a minute. It'll change. Okay? If you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. So, Call to action. Plant now. Start, okay? A lot of great stuff. I went on a buying trip this week down to some of our favorite nurseries down in Connecticut and have all kinds of beautiful stuff coming in next week. Now, what I want to tell you, what I can report is down in Connecticut, they're not much farther ahead than us, folks. They, their cherries are blooming. The magnolias are blooming. They're maybe only a week ahead of us. Okay, so it's been cold all the way down the East Coast here. Okay, so don't feel like we're that far behind, and believe me, we're going to catch up quick. We have Alan on the phone this morning. Alan, how are you? Hey, hi, Tom. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Um, 
Two questions, and I don't know if you've covered this part of the morning here. I, I hadn't been listening, but oh um, come on! The, <laughs> <laughs> um, the um, I see a lot of these. Um, uh, I guess they're arborvitaes, the big arborvitaes. Mm. And they have a big hole in the middle that's brown. How mm-hmm. does it get like that? Well, I think what's been happening, to be perfectly honest, is it's snow and ice damage from this winter, and finally we've had some warm enough temperatures where now. We're showing the signs of damage. And, you know, last week I talked a lot about damage. This week, with the warmer temperatures, we're really seeing stuff really brown and crisp up, okay? And I think what you're probably finding is there's one or two branches in there that are broken from heavy ice and, you know, or snow. We had some heavy, wet snow this winter. You know, a lot of a lot of tips and a lot of branches got damaged. And now we're finally seeing those signs. Yeah, I'm even noticing almost all the fascipias on the top are just bare. There's yeah. nothing there. What you're going to notice, and I've noticed this over the last week, for Scythia, you only see a few blossoms around the bottom of the plant. Right. And that's pretty common when we have severe winter like we had. You know, it's not necessarily a snow that got us. It's those cold temperatures with wind chills. It basically killed the flower buds. Now, the growth buds are going to come out, but they obviously flower first, and then the growth buds emerge after. So what you're seeing is Forsythia is going to probably be on the weak side this year, um, depending on the variety. There are some varieties like Northern Gold you know, or New Hampshire Gold, which have been you know, bred and, and from the great upper northeast, Massachusetts, Maine, New Hampshire, you know, some of those areas where it's colder in the mountains, some of these varieties are more bud hardy. Something like Linwood Gold, you're going to see, which has been planted for 25 years, mm-hmm. you're going to have less results. Now, do we know enough about, um, I don't have one, but the show-off series, are they, are they hardier or what? Well, I think it's still to be determined. Um, you know, what I do love about the show-off series by um, Proven Winner Color Choice is that the flower is enormous. You know, um, I... I don't have the answer, Alan, really. I mean, we've been selling them for two or three years. Uh, I think this year is going to really tell us a lot, um, Mm -hmm. the feedback we get. Uh, We're still selling them pretty aggressively. I like how they flower all the way up and down the stem. Mm -hmm. So my hope is that the bud hardiness is going to be pretty good. But right, we just right. don't know. Yeah, I do. I do like them, but something about the old fashioned, you know, the Linwood Gold. Mm-hmm. I like the arching habit, that kind of thing. So I guess it's a personal preference too. Yeah, and and a lot of these new varieties are being bred to have tighter habits and slower growing because our yards are getting smaller. Right now, that's not as much of an issue here in Maine, but in southern states, you know, the lots are smaller and smaller and smaller, and so they have less space to plant. So some of these varieties are to keep. Uh, tighter, more compact, mm-hmm. I think we can remedy that with a little extra fertilizer and get a little more growth on them here in Maine and have a little more arching habit to them also. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the bottom of the, the Vasithia, that's because it's covered with snow? Is that what yes. saved that? Yeah, it's basically protecting those buds from the wind chills. Okay. And, you know, that's why you see that bottom foot or two feet, you know. But, you know, I'm seeing just the real low, you know, bottom six inches, you know, stuff yes, that's almost exactly. laying on the ground, you know. Yes. Alan, what else is blooming in your yard? I know you sent me a great picture of some hellebores, you know, a couple weeks ago. Uh, what else is blooming in my yard? Well, the magnolia, I have the uh, Leonard Messi. Leonard Messel, cool. yeah. Yeah, that, that's ready to start going. Yeah. Um, let me take a look. Hold it, on one second. It's still pretty, it's still <laughs> still pretty cold out there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's beautiful. 
Um, let's see. Now the Columbine is starting to come up. Yeah, so, I mean, all your perennials are starting to emerge now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, uh, I see some growth from my Agora, which I was actually shocked. Wow, that's early. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is May. You know, I think that's the thing, folks. we got, we got to kind of realize that things are going to be all out of whack this year. Plants may bloom at different times. They may be, you know, it, it's just going to be a weird, weird spring. Yeah, yeah it looks like it. Yeah. Um, Okay, other question yes. is, and I know you've covered this in the past, um, the, uh, the grubs. Yes. Because I've been moving some soil around, some of them, you know, in the bed, some of them in the, you know, in the lawn, and I see, I guess they're the Japanese beetle grubs, but I'm not positive. It's too early for Japanese beetle grubs to be up there yet, so, okay. you okay. know. So when I remove the dirt or the soil, mm-hmm. I see these grubs in there, there's quite a, quite a bit of them. So is that something for milky spore, or? No, okay, okay. it's not, milky spore is a short-term uh, you know, problem that we're really going to try to get the grubs in the fall for Japanese beetle, but we have to kind of use like a grub beater or something like that uh, in the spring in order to take care of these. And all of a sudden, this was going to be a topic I'm going to bring up a little more in depth as the show goes on, but I'm starting to see a lot of damage in pockets on lawns where skunks and other animals are starting to dig up the lawn where there are active grubs. So things have changed a lot in a week. All of a sudden, we're starting to see grub damage here, there, everywhere. Um, so, you know, y- you got to address them, unfortunately, with, with some sort of thing like grub beater. Or uh, we also sell a, a bare uh, hose-end spray that you can water in some of these patches. The one thing I will say is use the product in selective spots. You don't have to do your whole yard. Just do it a little bit out from where the damage is in your lawn you're not going to necessarily have grubs throughout your whole lawn, so you don't need to spread it all over your lawn. Okay, now what about in the in the actual beds itself? Yeah, you can go right over the perennials and all of that, that stuff. Okay. It, it's completely safe for all your plants, not a problem. My suggestion is you may do your light weeding and mulching before you do that and then put it right over the mulch and everything. Okay, and what and these grubs, What actually, what do they turn into? What kind of grubs are Well, they, it depends or? on what it is. Some of them always stay grubs. Um, oh, okay. Other emerge to other different insects. It kind of depends on what type of insect it is, but primarily a lot of them are chinch bug and some of those things. So it's there's a wide variety of different things that can be attacking root systems right now. Okay. 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 All right, excellent. All right, All right Alan, thanks, thanks for the call. Okay, thanks. Bye. Uh, if you have a question, give us a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. You can buy your plants and garden supplies almost anywhere. Wouldn't you rather come to your local garden center? We're the independent garden centers of Maine, working together to ensure you, the customer, gets the best quality advice and service. Visit us at MainIGC.com to see the closest IGC member near you, then stop by your local member garden center, where we'll help you select the best product for Maine's climate and soil. We work together to satisfy you. Visit us at MainIGC.com. If you want a perfect lawn this year, you need to stop weeds before they come up. Bonide makes that happen with Bonide Weed Beater Complete. Bonide Weed Beater Complete is a total lawn weed control product. It prevents weed seeds from germinating and kills weeds that are already there. Tough grassy weeds like crabgrass and nutsedge, as well as broadleaf weeds like clover and creeping charlie are no match for Weed Beater Complete. 
Weed Beater Complete kills over 200 hard-to-kill grassy and broadleaf weeds. It works through the roots and shoots of a weed, killing it before it can get started or after the weed has started to grow. Available in a convenient granular formula for easy spreader application. Let's get you to a picture-perfect lawn. Stop on your way home and pick up some Bonide Wheat Beater Complete at your local independent garden centers of Maine. Visit maineigc.com or bonide.com. Regular old mulch leaving your plants wanting more? Casella Organics Nutri-Mulch is a superior mulch for improving any landscape. Made in Maine from aged native bark and earth life compost, its dark color and rich texture are ideal for perennials, ornamentals, trees, and shrubs. Earthlife Nutri-Mulch is nutrient stabilized with compost, so the bark doesn't compete with plants for nutrients. Visit CaselaOrganics.com or call 800-4-COMPOST for a source near you. It's been a long, hard winter. If you're tired of the cold weather, just think about how the plants in your garden feel. Replace your withered or damaged plants for a fraction of the price during the spring nursery sale at Estabrooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk. All trees, shrubs, roses, and perennials are now 20% off through May 9th. Don't know where to start? The gardening pros at Estabrooks can help you revitalize your garden and get your spring started. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrook. I'm Tom Estabrook. Another great Saturday, you know. Spring's been a little slow, let's face it. But, you know, it's time. It's, you know, I think I've stressed it enough already today. It's time to start planting. You know, there's no bones about it, you know. And mom's the word, you know. It's Mother's Day next weekend. So we got to think about a great gift for mom, you know. It's it's always easy, you know, the hanging basket, the rose bush, you know, maybe it's a garden art fixture like a bird bath or, you know, something, you know, a little trinket, you know, we've got these cool stone, uh, you know, uh, products that are, I'm try- trying how to, cool mushrooms and, but they're made out of stone, out of granite. You know, some of these things are great additions to the garden, you know, maybe it's a new patio set, depending on your budget. I mean, the world is your oyster, obviously. But what I want to say is living plants are just a wonderful thing because they keep giving back all spring, you know. So maybe poke mom a little bit this week, you know. Just ask her about her garden this weekend, you know. What's going on out there? What are you doing? You know, get an idea of what she might like. You know, we've already had folks coming in. You know, I had a great couple yesterday that came in and uh, this lovely husband and wife and you know, he was buying her Mother's Day gift with her, you know, and they'd been talking about it for quite some time. She wanted a nice flowering plant for in front of the house, and we ended up on a twist and shout hydrangea. Um, you know, it, it worked out great. Part sun, um, you know, wanted late summer color. Great option for that, you know, but it was funny because there's no surprise anymore for Mother's Day for her. So she was like, yeah, you know, we do this every year about a week before Mother's Day, try to beat the crowds, you know, and, you know, but, you know, it'd be nice if he uh, surprised me with something. So, you know, hopefully she's not listening because he actually has some pl- other plans. Uh, he, he called me later in the day and, uh, you know, has some other plans to come in and pick some other things up and, and give it to her. So, you know, because, of course, you know, they're walking around and she's doing the ooh and ah thing in the garden center because the place looks great. Now, 
Is there as many plants blooming for Mother's Day this year? Probably not, just because of temperatures. But, you know, everything has big, fat flower buds. Everything is kind of just waiting for that week of nice weather. And this upcoming week, boy, I'll tell you, it looks like in the high 50s, low 60s, you know, temperatures in the in the high 30s to mid 40s at night. Perfect conditions for gardening. You know, you can get out there and work and not sweat to death. You can enjoy the sun. You can get out into that shade if you want to cool off. And, of course, the mulch trucks are just blowing out of the garden center. We just got our third rental truck. Uh, we rent a truck every spring, folks, to help with the deliveries for May. Road postings now are up so we can deliver anything anywhere. So, you know, I mean, things are just going light speed now in the garden center. Trucks still rolling in. Uh, like I said before the break, you know, I went on a big buying trip last week. I, I went down into Connecticut and visited some nurseries. And, you know, things are behind. You know, normal things that I buy for Mother's Day are probably a week or 10 days behind. But Mother's Day is a week early. So really things are pretty close to on schedule. But, boy, are our stores going to be full of nice product. Uh, we have huge amounts of material coming Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to get on the benches, be ready for that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday rush. So there's going to be wonderful things coming in, everything from rhododendrons to um, big, beautiful herbs and vegetables, uh, unbelievable rosemary plants, folks. Okay, I have these great, big, huge three-gallon rosemary. So if your wife or your husband loves to cook with rosemary, these things are huge. They're a beautiful tree form, um, not tree form, but pyramid-shaped. So they'd be great on a patio as an accent plant or at the foot of the steps. So those are going to be really cool. I've got a ton of those coming in. So I'm just excited because when I go on these buying trips, I'm like a kid in a candy store. i got to have some of those and i got to have some of those. Oh, man, there's so much coming in. It's just going to be a fun week next week, okay? And again, all of this stuff, we're gonna. it's time to start, start doing. So let's talk a little bit about some of these lawn problems because Alan brought up a good point with the grubs. And, you know, I noticed that the birds were pecking at my lawn in one area last night when I came home. I kind of looked out on the lawn in my backyard right next to my vegetable garden. I mean, literally right next to it. So I thought, oh, man, they're eating the seeds that are coming up or something, you know. But it's really an area where I had a lot of heavy snow. And I thought, well, maybe I have some snow mold and I'm going to need to reseed there or do something. But I went over and looked and the soil was kind of started to be turned up. So I just kind of thumbed around in the soil and there was these wonderful little white grubs underneath the lawn. So I do have at my house grub problems. Okay, it's a small area. I can treat it very reasonably. And, you know, so I did kind of a survey around the yard and it looks like I just have this one area. Okay, so I'm going to treat that hopefully tonight. Um, just before this rain and you know that problem will be taken care of so you know as diligent as you can go ahead and do it I'm going to do it in the evening and the reason I want to do that is I want to kill the active grubs overnight okay that way the birds aren't getting into it other animals you know whatnot I may even fence it off a little bit just so if there's any skunks or anything around you know they don't get into it but this type of stuff is showing up and it's about that normal time the difference is we don't feel like it's May. It feels like it's April sometimes out there, you know. And the other day, last week, the whole crew was commenting how 
this feels like early March weather. You know, when it was raining last Wednesday and it was nasty and windy and we're just like, wow, this is like early March, late February. But now it's May, the sun's out, everything's greening up. Get that lawnmower, you know, at least get it out and start it. Charge up the battery, get whatever you need to do because that lawn is going to explode with growth. Crabgrass. We talked a lot about the product maize, that corn gluten, the liquid corn gluten. Customers have been running in all week buying it, okay? We've talked about it the last couple weeks. Great way to knock down the crabgrass. You can't seed with this product, though, okay? Just remember that. You can't. Or any 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 product that's going after crabgrass, you know? So if you're using, you know, a bone-eyed crabgrass fertilizer mix, you know, or you're using the maize product, you can't reseed right away, okay? So if you have plow damage and you want to get that fixed, make sure and keep these products away. The other thing is, think about it if you've gone in and cleaned up your garden. And I've got some weeds popping up in my garden, so I've been kind of working at at knocking them down before they get too bad. Then I'm going to come in and do some nice mulching. And then I might spray this maize product over the top to see how it works, okay? It's an organic pre-emergent with the corn gluten. Now, will that knock down some of those weeds that try to sprout up through the mulch? That's a good question. I don't know the full answer, but it's going to be a great way because I can go right over the top of my plants. And then it also acts as a fertilizer. So I think it's going to be a good way to kind of knock down some weed seeds at the same time as fertilize your plants. So, you know, we'll give it a shot, see how it works. I think timing's everything, like like with any product. So try that maze out. And have you mowed your lawn yet? I don't think many people have. I haven't had that fresh smell of grass in in the neighborhood yet. You know, you, I I have been riding around with the, my, my window down periodically because it's been so nice. So, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to have to do it tonight if Mother Nature allows it because I'll tell you, I you can almost watch the plants grow right now. You know, the leaves are starting to merge. You know, the maple trees, all those red maples, you can see they're dropping all their flowers on the ground. You know, when you're driving down the road, you'll see all that debris from the flowers. What does that mean? The leaves are right behind. The weeping willows, you can see that nice haze of of green happening. If you have a question about any of your plants in your yard, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. All kinds of things going on out there in the garden, you know, um... But we've got some questions that have been submitted also. So here's a question. What shrubs could I prune right now? Some plants I have are blue and white hydrangeas, spireas, potentilla, boxwood, yews, dappled willow, and wigelia. Give me some ideas of when I should plant, when I should prune most of these. So, you know, pretty simple, simple things here. Um, You know, common stuff that a lot of people have. So we'll start off with the blue hydrangeas. We've talked about them a lot. We don't want to touch those, okay, until mid-June. Okay, so we got another six weeks before we really do much pruning. And I know those stems look dead, and they probably are at this point this year. You know, a lot of the blue hydrangeas are going to die back, but, oh, let's hold. Let's just relax, okay? Your paniculata hydrangeas or your arborescence hydrangeas, prune them right now. Even if they're starting to show growth, go ahead and prune them back. Do what you got to do, okay? Your spireas, your potentillas, your dappled willow, and your wigelia all can be pruned right now, okay? You can take them back as much as 30 to 50%, okay? Nice little fertilizer around them, 
and they'll just explode with growth and really reward you. Now's a perfect time, especially spirea. They've got all those old flowers from last year. Just take the hedge pruners, prune them into a nice little muffin. They'll look wonderful in about a month. Well, probably two weeks, actually. Now, boxwoods and yews, okay? Um, These two I actually pruned at the garden center yesterday. Personally, I like to prune boxwoods and yews whenever the pruners are sharp. There's no flowers, folks. Okay. Now, one thing I'll say, boxwood has a fair amount of damage on them this year. So I sheared our little hedge in the garden center um, yesterday, actually. And the reason I did was it had all these yellow, yellow tips all over the branches on last year's growth. And that, those yellow tips were from the last push at the end of the season. If you remember last fall, it was quite warm, quite late. And so we had that last bit of push, and then it died back during this winter winter time frame. So I just went in, I tightened them up, I sheared them, we put a little holly tone around them, and boom, they're going to flush right out and look beautiful here in the next couple weeks, and you won't even know that they had any damage all winter. Now the ewes, we have a big cap ewe right by my grandmother's step, and I always like to prune it early, and then it flushes out, and I like to leave it kind of fluffy all summer. I don't like a real tight-shaped plant. I like it to kind of show its glory and kind of have some jagged, you know, branches to it and really look, you know, like a you all season. So I go in this time of year and I shape them into a nice cone. And so it looks pruned for a couple weeks, real heavily, real tight, very shapely, you know, kind of English garden looking. And then it fluffs out that four to six inches of growth. And then I might lightly shear it during the summer months if I get a branch here, a branch there that's out of control. But I like that look, you know, so it's not so formal. Now, depending on your yard, you can do either. You could prune it now and tighten it up, promote more branching, and then let it fluff out and prune it again. So there's no harm to that either. But, you know, you can do any of those things. If you have a question about how to prune any of your plants in your yard, give me a call, 775-1310. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. At Costa Maine Organic Products, we've known for a long time that plants love lobster just as much as people do. It's one of the reasons we started composting marine residuals back in 1996. And although we've had great success in getting gardeners and their plants hooked on lobster throughout New England, the Mid-Atlantic, and Midwest, the heart and soul of what we do is here in Maine. Plants love lobster because the calcium and chitin in the lobster shells break down in the composting process and become plant-ready food that help to make your plants strong and healthy. And of course, the plants don't use any butter, so they're even healthier. So support your local retailer and Maine's lobster industry by using Coast of Maine's Quaddy Lobster Compost in your garden. Coast of Maine, a lobster compost company. Approved for organic growers by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. Visit us at www.coastofmaine.com. Do you want the best-looking lawn in your neighborhood? Let Bonite help with their easy-to-use Dura-Turf four-phase lawn program. 
Just use all four phases of this program throughout the year as directed, and you'll have a healthy weed and insect-free lawn. The four-phase program rids your lawn of over 200 broadleaf and grassy weeds, including crabgrass, nutsedge, and dandelions. And say goodbye to surface insects like fleas and ticks while it slowly feeds your lawn all year long. Bonide offers up to a $35 gift certificate to the store where the Bonide four-phase lawn program is purchased. But you can also buy the four phases individually as you need them. Don't let weeds and insects take over your lawn. Get Bonide DuraTurf four-phase lawn program for a picture-perfect lawn. Bonide is found at your local independent garden centers of Maine. Visit MaineIGC.com or visit Bonide.com. You may not know it, but most lawn fertilizers actually spread chemicals and pesticides across your entire lawn. Until now, that's been the history of lawn care products. It's also why Espoma has developed an affordable, all-natural lawn program that is safe for kids and pets. The program consists of four organic fertilizers that are specifically formulated to keep your lawn green. Each product lasts two and a half times longer than traditional chemical products, and they won't burn your lawn or leach away. You already know Espoma as a name you can trust. They've been making organic plant foods like Holly Tone and Plant Tone for over 84 years. Imagine a great-looking lawn that you're not afraid to walk barefoot on. It's a whole new day in lawn care. Look for Espoma organic lawn food products wherever quality lawn and garden products are sold. And visit Espoma.com videos to learn more about organic lawn care. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrook. I'm Tom Estabrook. Great Saturday morning, Saturday morning's radio show. Hope you're enjoying uh, all our topics. If you have any questions, give me give us a call here at the radio station, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. Or you can submit your your questions at estabrooksonline.com backslash radio. We get a bunch of different questions submitted periodically um, to our, our – uh, our website, uh, bah, 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 bah. again, feeling a little run down. It's spring at Estabrooks. We're, we're, we're working a ton of hours, folks, and the plants are looking great. But here's some more questions that have been submitted over the last few weeks. I don't always answer them right away. You know, so if you're looking for an instant, you know, either give us a call, come in, or give me a call on the radio show, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. This one comes in. It's, uh, my ornamental grasses have started to grow. What should I fertilize them with, and how do I divide them? Some of them are showing some bare spots in the center of the grass. Is this a concern? Okay, so ornamental grasses, you know, they're just starting to emerge. Uh, you know, so hopefully at this point you've cut back your grasses from last year. They're starting to promote growth from the bottom. Now is a perfect time to think about dividing them, okay? If you're starting to see them die out in the center, that means they need to be divided, okay? This is very common as plants get older, specifically perennials, when they start to die out in the center, you see it a lot with iris, you see it a lot with perennials, okay, and grasses the same, they start to put out offshoots basically or clumps to the sides as they get bigger and more beautiful. Now you may, you may not see this when they're fully grown, 
because what's sh- what's happening is you're shading out the center of the clump, and so they're asking to be divided. Okay, so now's the time to lift that clump, break it into two to three pieces, and then replant it in different areas of your yard, or share it with a friend or or whatnot. You know, or compost it. it it's all up to you what you need to do. So, you know, now's a perfect time to go ahead and do some of those things with some of your perennials, okay? It's also a great time in the fall. Now, with ornamental grasses, it's a little more dangerous in the fall. Obviously, they're in their glory, so spring is really the best time to divide, you know, in my opinion, okay? The other thing when you divide, you may want to use a product like Biotone, okay? And we've talked about this Anything you're transplanting, trees, shrubs, vegetables, perennials, annuals, everything, biotone in the ground is a mycorrhizae product, okay? It also has a whole bunch of awesome micronutrients, and it really helps build your soil, okay? So what does mycorrhizae do? We've talked about this a few times. Mycorrhizae attaches to the root, and it makes it branch, so you get a finer root system. What do fine roots do? They pick up nutrients and water and feed the plant. If you've got happy roots, you've got big shoots above, okay? You've got big flowers. So the better the root system, the better the plant's going to do all summer long. So work this in when you're dividing and planting all the time. It's a great root stimulator, and I love to use it. It's like insurance for plants. That's the way I look at it, okay? Um, If you have stress plants, it's another way you can kind of scratch it in the top of the soil also. You know, you may have some of your plants that are are struggling along this year, you know. So you could use that. And then also to fertilize, plant tone, you know, is a great way to kind of um, add to your soil. A lot of micronutrients, organic, you know, we've talked about it for your acidifying plants. You want to use holytone, you know. So for all those roadies that are damaged, boxwoods, hollies, blue hydrangeas, and blueberries, okay? So all of those things, you know, can use holytone. But for the rest of your perennials, shrubs, and trees, you can use plant tone or tree tone. I like tree tone for any of your bigger plants. You know, your larger trees, it's just a little more potent. You have to put less product down. For your smaller plants, your general base of shrubs and perennials, plant tone all the way, okay? So I hope that helps. You know, you can go ahead and divide. And it's time to kind of do some of those things. You can think about some of your other clumps of perennials that you need to. It's May, so things are going to change very quickly, but we still have some time to do that. So if you want to start dividing perennials, my suggestion is do it right away. Okay, normally we're doing all of this work in March and April. And so plants are going to explode out of the ground. We're already seeing things explode out of the ground in the last few days with this warm weather. So I think we've got to really be active on all of these things, whether it be pruning, dividing, moving plants around. Our time frame is getting shorter and shorter. I'm sorry, folks, but we're just a few days away from being in the 70s and 80s. I mean, normally by this time, we have pretty normal temperatures hitting into the 70s and sometimes even in the 80s. And if we get that short stint of warm weather, that's what's going to happen, okay? You know, things are just going to explode And then a lot of these things we won't be able to do. We've lost a month of gardening due to the fact of weather. Okay, there's no doubt about it, and things are going to come on fast and furious. Okay, next question. All right, if you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310. Okay, so here's another question that came in via the website. Please give me some options of what to plant 
what plants will do well in a low-lying area that floods this time of year but is dry in the summer? Okay, this is a real common question we get in the garden center all the time because I can look out in my yard and I've got those areas that are flooded with water and it, it'll stay a, a week or more at this point. So what do we do? You know, it, this is pretty common in everybody's yard. We have these areas, you know, these low-lying areas where it'll pool up and then it'll disappear and then it'll pool up and it disappears. The, the key to success is to really manage and understand how long does that water sit there. Okay, so this year it probably has sat for a long time, you know, but let's think about it. Okay, you've got this really wet conditions and then in the summer you've got really dry conditions. So here's the thing. The plants that will take the wet conditions are going to need you to be out there watering in the summer. Okay, there's nothing I can sell you that is going to take the wet in the spring because it's a wet loving plant but take extreme drought during the summer. And a lot of these areas are really heavy clay, if you think about it, because they hold moisture in the spring when we have a lot of moisture in the water table, and then in the summer they turn to concrete. It's just like concrete in those areas. So we do have options, but here's my general rule of thumb. We've had a really wet spring. I want you to go out there, and I want you to mark where the water line is. Okay, just take some, you know, tongue depressors or some stakes or whatever you have and periodically just pound it in the ground, the edge of where the water is. To me, that is the perfect spot to plant some of these plants. And the reason being is they're just out of the water, but the root systems will go to the water. Okay, the tough thing is all wet loving plants that we sell in a garden center have been grown in a dry condition. Okay, so you may have hemlock, for instance, in your yard that's growing in complete water during the spring. But you think about that hemlock, it's been growing there since it was a little seed. And it germinated in those conditions, it's been grown in that condition, it's survived all the main weather, and it's able to grow in that environment. You take a hemlock you buy from a garden center that's been grown in a perfect field condition, has been given all the water it needs, all the fertilizer it needs, everything it needs, and you stick it in a wet muck hole, what do you think is going to happen? The plant's going to just give you a big hiccup and say, I don't like this. I don't like it at all. So even container plants like blueberries, which love a wet location, if you think about where you find them in our native stand, nice, humus, rich, moist soil, winterberry, same thing. You know, those beautiful berries we use at Christmas time. Your pussy willows in the wet, wet muck hole right now. Tough to get out there and pick them because it's so wet. You know, dappled willow, that wonderful dappled willow that has that nice arching habit and the new pink growth and white growth seem around become real popular. Dwarf Arctic blue willow, you know, willow trees, red maples, all of these things native we find right in that muck hole. Now, you can't take that from a garden center and stick it right in there. So that's why I say mark the area, plant just outside of that, and allow the roots to go to the moisture in the spring months. Now, all of these plants, the roots are going to want to go to the water. The other plants, you know, you might have marsh marigold as a perennial or iris. Again, same type of thing. Plant them just outside the standing water and let them move into that naturally. 
okay? They will replicate and move into that area, okay? So it's very tough to plant right in that. Now, the other option is you can plant a little later in summer and fall. When this area is dry and then get them accustomed to that and then it's going to be in moisture in the spring and then it will acclimate over some time. I find you get more stress on the plants if you do that. And they may struggle along a little bit longer until they acclimate. But that's another option if you don't have the space to do planting just outside of these areas. You know, winterberry will will work okay. Pussy willows, some of these other things, they'll they'll over time. But what we want to do is get that root system out first, okay? If you can, drain the water off a little bit too. Even though it'll be moist soil, it's not as much standing water. So find a way to get that water to run out of there a little bit quicker would be another option. So all great options, great question. This is one that comes up time and time again. We all have a little muck hole in our yard. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. Sports and weather are all just a tap away on your smartphone. Now, the gardening expertise of Estabrooks is too. With the Estabrooks mobile app for your Apple or Android device, you can earn rewards with each visit, browse thousands of plant photos and descriptions, and get answers to your gardening questions all in one place. Plus, don't miss out on exclusive in-app deals you won't find anywhere else. Visit your mobile marketplace to download the app today. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. It's been a long, hard winter. If you're tired of the cold weather, just think about how the plants in your garden feel. Replace your withered or damaged plants for a fraction of the price during the spring nursery sale at Estabrooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk. All trees, shrubs, roses, and perennials are now 20% off through May 9th. Don't know where to start? The gardening pros at Estabrooks can help you revitalize your garden and get your spring started. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Regular old mulch leaving your plants wanting more? Casella Organics Nutri-Mulch is a superior mulch for improving any landscape. Made in Maine from aged native bark and earthlife compost, its dark color and rich texture are ideal for perennials, ornamentals, trees, and shrubs. Earthlife Nutri-Mulch is nutrient-stabilized with compost, so the bark doesn't compete with plants for nutrients. Visit CaselaOrganics.com or call 800-4-COMPOST for a source near you. Whether it's pest management, improving your soil, treating diseases, or simply staying ahead of the weeds, gardening can often feel like a lot of work. Finding great local advice that's timely and helpful doesn't have to be. Sign up for the Estabrooks Garden Newsletter, and you'll receive gardening tips, in-depth articles, and great deals every week right in your email inbox. It's the perfect way to stay ahead in the garden and save big on your next visit. To learn more and sign up, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks, for the joy of gardening. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrook. I'm Tom Estabrook, wrapping up another show. If you have a quick quick question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. It doesn't have to be that quick. We've got a few minutes left. But, uh, you know, another great Saturday, and, and obviously moms are, are 
just excited because they got a week before Mother's Day. You know, all that lovely gifts they get. And and uh, certainly Garden Center, obviously, you know, visit your independent Garden Center for all your gift needs. You know, if you're not visiting Estbrooks, that's okay. You know, but visit an independent garden center. I'm, this is something I'm very passionate about. Um, I'm involved very closely with independent garden centers of Maine. And we have a new website, maineigc.com. We just launched a couple weeks ago. You know, go to that website, see all the different members, check them out. You know, these are all great garden centers, okay? And we work with a lot of different vendor partners and, you know, different nurseries. But, you know, these are all great long-term garden centers, been around a long time, have great knowledge. There's one probably in just about every neck of every woods here in Maine, everything from York County to Cumberland County, all the way up into Augusta, all the way out to mid-coast, um, Farmington, all over, you know, and it's a great group of people. We've all banded together to kind of put a marketing plan together for independent garden centers, okay? And our real mission is to get information out that is true to customers and true about Maine, okay? So if you need information, go to an independent garden center, okay? Look at our list on our website. Visit a bunch of us, you know, not just one of us, not just two of us, but a bunch, you know, take a trip. You know, if you're going up into the mid-coast, you know, check out Plants Unlimited, you know. If you're up in the Farmington area, Robin's Flower Pot. Up in Augusta, Longfellows. You know, down here in southern Maine, you've got Skillins and Estabrooks and and uh, O'Donnells and Allen Sterling and Lothrop. Down in York County, we've got Coastal. You know, uh, so all kinds of different people. And, of course, you know, Moody's over in Saco and, you know, all great people. And we all are there sharing together, talking about our problems, talking about how we can help customers more. It's a great way to just touch base with people. Of course, we've got our three stores, Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk. Visit us. You know, check out our mobile app, get our e-news, all of those things to communicate with you. Great coupons coming out soon, you know. Want to just give you a heads up. But don't forget about our nursery sale, okay? It's ending May 9th, okay? May 9th. It's ending. Okay, so if you want to save 20% on trees, shrubs, perennials, roses, ground covers, get in here. Okay, because it's done May 9th. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's the way it works, folks. Just before Mother's Day. So come in early, come in often. You know, and last topic I want to kind of talk about today, because this one's kind of been hanging out there. We talked about a little during the winter, you know, and now that it's the gardening season and we're just about on the cusp of really starting to think about planting annuals, you know, customers are starting to do containers, all of that. But I wanted to bring up one more time, maybe a, I might even bring it up a couple more times because it's such a big issue. Impatient downy mildew, okay? We've touched on this last year, I was screaming, ah, don't plant impatience, whatever you do, you know, it's going to be like, you know, Dutch elm disease is just going to wipe it all out, you know. So that didn't come true. Though, this is kind of my take back on last year, okay. We were able to create a good situation here, okay. Yes, the disease did not attack as, as aggressive as we thought. There has been two confirmed cases in 2013 in the state of Maine, okay, and they were extremely late. They were in late September or October, okay. Good, perfect, our weather conditions didn't spread downy mildew around as it did in southern states. Now, southern states, they still had the same problems. So we know it's going to come. We know the right conditions are going to happen. But what did we do? We learned a lot of plants that we could use in 
replacement of impatience. So is that a good thing? I think it's a great thing. So what am, what, what am I kind of telling people this year? Okay, so here's the deal. Plant impatience, okay? I'm going 360 here, okay? But this is my disclaimer. Don't plant as many. And use some of the plants that you learned last year to mix with them. So if we have that situation where it comes in and all the impatience die out, we don't have these mass spances of plants that are dead. Okay, now what this will allow us to do is come in later in the summer if we need to fill something else in in pockets. It's okay because we still have big, beautiful, established plants in amongst them, and so we can fill back in. Now, here's the deal that of of some of the things we learned about downy mildew. If you see signs at first of them turning yellow, wilting, blackening, it is important you go in. And you remove the plants as soon as possible. Do not wait. Because those spores need time to actually rejuvenate. Okay? They need to do something and then be dropped into the soil. So if we get rid of the plants right away, we can knock out downy mildew for the following year. Okay? So there's options. Okay? Use some impatience. Start putting a few more in. But don't get overly aggressive. I still think this is going to be a problem long term. I still think we're going to have issues. It's just whether our moisture and conditions are right will dictate. Do we get a big storm that blows it up the coast? You know, it's kind of like tomato blight. We've seen some pockets of problems, but not like we saw all at once. And if you get one year, you know, it may not be the problem the following year. So... With every disease, we need to take a grain of salt and adjust as things come and go. I want to thank you for tuning in this week. Come visit me. I'm going to be in Yarmouth today and Kennebunk tomorrow all day. Enjoy and get out there and enjoy your garden. WLOB Portland and WLOBRadio.com.